4: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.
5: You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v Prime Time.
6: Hour number two of V Prime Primetime alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is a championship football Friday NFC championship, 3 o'clock Eastern, Sunday afternoon in the city of brotherly love. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the San Francisco 49ers as Sean King hopes that Brock Purdy can become the first rookie quarterback to head to a Super Bowl. As a starter, it's the hope. It's Zero four. You were the first.
0: I covered. was. You covered.
6: Ain't that pretty neat? I believe you were the only quarterback to cover, only rookie quarterback to cover. Yeah, ain't that pretty neat? It is pretty it's like neat. A cool old deal. It is.
2: You would think like with that accolade alone that I get invited to you and Jared's. Um Little basketball shindigs and rendezvous. We haven't played basketball in like four months. It's I know. I'm still bitter. There's zero chance you would. still haven't come. forgotten.
6: If I texted you right now saying we're playing basketball, zero chance you would It's actually show.
2: pretty warm during the day.
6: Let's bring in Jared just Smith. Saying. I don't know how, somehow, some way, Sean King can complain about everything, but That's he tries. True. It's, no, he does.
7: About the tweet that I just sent, I, I said, well, actually, you should be happy, Sean, because you're my favorite rookie quarterback. That's also lost on championship weekend, and I'm putting Brock Purdy in that mix. That's true. As the five, as the five, you're my favorite of those five. Thank you. Way more than Mark Sanchez.
6: It. I was gonna say. I was gonna say you you're a Jets fan. I mean, come on, You had Mark Sanchez in Many there. Way
7: more than Mark Sanchez. No, Mark. Mark holds a special place in my heart for different reasons. <laughs> I, this, this is a big weekend for you, Sean. This is a this is kind of like your fraternity, right?
2: Did you? Yeah. I'm actually pulling for Brock to create his own. Sure. Because so far, the four slappies that have done it before him have all walked off the field as losers. So <laughs> I actually want him to win and, and, and make it. I really do. Plus, John Lynch is my guy. Lynch was okay. our starting safety on that team. That's now right. pro football hall of famer, also general manager of the San Francisco 49ers.
7: Interesting connection. There. Yeah, right. I didn't make that connection. Thank and you.
2: yesterday was, I think, the 20th year anniversary of us winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking and none of that will help us cash a ticket on no, none Sunday. Of that so matters let's get for, to for it. None
6: of it. <laughs> well, speak speaking of that game, the Eagles taking on the San Francisco 49ers, you just sent me a couple plays that you have. So we'll start with the first half. Uh they have been a team that gets out to a very quick start, the Philadelphia Eagles, that is. First half line between Philly and San Francisco is minus one and a half. And I know you're kind of looking that way, but you're also looking at just points in general in the first half. So what intrigues you in the first half of the Eagles-Niners game on Sunday?
7: Because I kind of worked backwards in this game. I, I at, at the start of the week, I was still unsure, and, and there was a chance last week if the results didn't go the way that they went that the Niners would have actually been favored in this game. In fact, we heard rumblings that maybe San Francisco minus one would be the opening number but then the Niners struggled a little bit against Dallas and the Eagles looked fantastic and I think we got the right opening number which was right around Eagles minus one minus one and a half. Since then of course we've seen the market move towards Philly and I think as the week has gone on. I've liked Philly more and more. I finally got to the window on the Eagles minus two and a half last night and now I'm kind of filtering down and looking at some of the other ways the game script might work out and I think positive game script for Philly it's kind of been their script all years they get out to this fast start. And then they kind of throttle down in the second half. Maybe they won't throttle down as much as they have in prior games because they're not going to have a 30-point lead like they did against the Giants last week. But to me, the Eagles in the first half, they're fantastic in that category this year. And their first half total is and a half points. They're averaging 18 in the first half this season. So – That's all correlated to me. The Eagles win the game more than likely. They're going to get off to a fast start. They're going to cover the first half spread, and they're going to go well over their first half point total. So I think all three of those bets in succession, very correlated. You can put them together in one of those fancy same-game parlays. You can just bet them solo, whatever suits your fancy there. But I do think the Eagles get off to a fast start, and I think they win this game.
6: Okay. Okay. I mean, I I can't disagree with that. Um, we've seen. I mean, it, it certainly feels like Jared. The 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 stop point is is three, right? Every the resistance point. We had it at three at Circa. We had it at South Point. Uh, I think maybe DraftKings got there yesterday, and that they all get scooped up. So it seems like that's kind of the resistance point. Maybe over the weekend, when you start to get that flush of money and the the limits go up, maybe the threes kind of hang out uh, a little bit longer. But Uh, You know, I I like the angle that you look at. Let me ask you this. Uh, I know you're not a big prop guy, but you'll dive into the prop market every once in a while. Um, When you look at Jalen Hurts, and I haven't brought this up to Sean yet, but when you look at Jalen Hurts and his rushing prop, which continues to drop uh, by a yard every time I look at it, it's now 46 and a half is where I see it uh, at, uh, at DraftKings at least. I don't... Think he's going to utilize his legs a ton on Sunday? That's just my feel. If you look at his last couple games, he hasn't used it a whole lot. He's obviously had some monster games, the Sunday nighter against uh, the Eagles, where or excuse me, against the the Packers, where I think he ran for like a buck fifty. But he's still banged up on that shoulder. And I just would be stunned, guys, if D'Amico Ryan's allows Jalen Hurts to beat him with his legs. There are many other ways that he could win this game. I just think that's maybe a little overinflated. Any opinions from either one of you on Jalen Hurts and his rushing capabilities on Sunday?
7: I don't have a strong opinion, and I'm curious Sean's opinion in this vein. So when you look back at the one game, and I throw that Bears game out because it was raining. It was the first game of the year. Trey Lance was playing quarterback. A little later in the year, they faced the Falcons. The 49ers did. And to be fair... They had a lot of defensive starters out in that game, but I think that's the closest comparison we're going to get to Jalen Hurts is Marcus Mariota. I'm not comparing them, but I'm saying in terms of the mobility. And and Mariota had a pretty good game with his legs. He had five carries for 35 yards. He had a touchdown on the ground. And the play action off of that, he was six for six on play action with two touchdowns. And his time to throw rate was 2.1 seconds, one of the lowest that he's had in any game all year. So it was decisive. There were open throwing lanes off of the, the quarterback run going into a throw. And I think that's going to be the vibe for Jalen Hurts in this game. I think it will be more fake rushing RPO and then taking advantage of what's been a Niners secondary that's been a bit of a weakness. And, and Sean, I'm curious if you think that is the angle that you would approach in this game based off of what San Francisco's secondary has shown us the last few weeks.
2: I think it really determines, it's not a cop-out answer for me, but which San Francisco defense is going to show up. Because the last three, four weeks, they've been far from dominant. They haven't been able to rush the quarterback with four. They haven't tackled well in space. For some reason, Chartrevious Ward has been average at best at corner. So that matchup with A.J. Brown is going to prove a lot because the last two weeks, two guys that aren't known for their running ability, Dak Prescott rushed for 22 yards. Geno Smith rushed for 28. So Jalen Hurts if is probably 20 times better runner than, than those two guys. So uh, I, I, I don't know and I don't mean to not answer the question I truly don't know um I think we're going to get the best version of the Niners but I think Sh- Shanahan is going to try and manipulate the clock I think San Francisco is going to be very methodical if you remember the Commanders how they dominated the Eagles he's going to look at that film they're going to be power run game they're going to try and keep the ball out of Philly's hands so in limited possessions that would be the only way that I see Jalen not usurping that rushing total, not because he can't or won't, but just because Philly has very limited possessions.
7: I think the way to hedge it too is you play his touchdown prop because around the goal line, oh, they're is going where they're
2: going quarterback sneak. sneak, absolutely. Yeah.
7: around the goal line is where he seems to be a little more, let's say, nose for the end zone, where he will be quicker to scramble. And then, as Sean mentioned, they're just so good at running the quarterback sneak, although. I don't know if you noticed, they ran the change-up off the sneak last week. And they did it intentionally
2: to make people not be able to load in on the sneak. So I will 100% guarantee they're going to quarterback sneak at this time.
7: (laughs) He's a smart cat, but that change-up was well executed because they went unbalanced, which is something they usually don't do when they do the quarterback sneak. So they kind of tipped their hand a little bit there. And then Goddard went in motion right before the play was snapped. Listen, I, I think Nick Sirianni and and even Kyle Shanahan, even though at times he's been a little bit wonky with his with his game management, I think these are two of the best offensive minds in the NFL. I'm expecting some serious fireworks in this game. Maybe not on the scoreboard, but some gadgets and gizmos that maybe will lead to some points at some
2: point down the road. I've said this a couple times, just to add a little context to to our conversation. You know what we've spoken on previously. Sirianni scares me. See, they are both brilliant. But Shanahan has gotten here three times and not succeeded. So he's not going to take unnecessary risks. He's not going to get caught up in let me showcase how brilliant and smart I am. He's going to be sound. He's going to talk physicality. He knows, okay, field goals can win the game. I don't have to get over aggressive. Whereas I feel like Sirianni, first time on this stage, you know, Mike trying on side on the opening kickoff. Like I just feel like he's gonna do something that's gonna make that he thinks is gonna make people say wow, and people are gonna say uh oh. Like I just I, I get that feel from him. I really do.
7: Be interesting. That's Tim. You want to jump in here with anything, Bud? Or are you just gonna let Sean and I go nuts?
6: Uh, you guys are good. Well, I, I mean, I had I, I had my question here. We we asked this uh, earlier. Um, about the Eagles and uh, Niners game, you know, with Creed being blasted at uh, practice, is this <laughs> is this a positive or a negative? We actually have a graphic I want to show you. Uh, oh. and, and apparently Nick Sirianni was also the long-lost member of Creed because, <laughs> look, up there in the top left, oh, uh, he just looks like he fits right in. So my question to you, is this bettable or forgettable information? Forgettable. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know who Creed was, I'll be honest.
7: We have a reputation to uphold here as contrarian sharks. That's the stuff you're going to ask me? Although a recent friend of ours, mutual friend called our segments adorable, so take for that what you will.
6: Um, well we do have to get to the AFC Championship. I was going to try to get you out of here on a Friday in one segment and then no,
2: You and Sean are on. no because I have some statistics. When you start talking Eagles and first half over, I, I, got a couple, are
6: the game, I got though. a
2: couple numbers for this AFC game that I want to run by right. him and see can we convince him or can he convince me.
6: But well, we don't even know what he's uh, rolling with when it comes to the AFC Championship. Jared Smith will keep a hang around for one more segment. Follow him on Twitter, at Jared Lee Smith. It is VSEN. Uh, he's down. so adorable.
1: This is v Prime PRIMETIME with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the
5: sports
3: betting network.
6: Keep it rolling here on v Prime PRIMETIME, presented by BetMGM, alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Who do you got tonight, Rangers in this one? Rangers and Canucks.
2: Two-team parlay, Puck Stradamus at his best. What about 20 and 3? Sure.
6: <laughs> sure, whatever, whatever you say, Sean. You finally are being coachable. I don't know. I mean, you could just say things and assume they're correct. I don't know. It's like I you play the, basketball I didn't, I didn't too have late. I had the
2: numbers in front of me. It felt like twenty and three. Maybe, maybe it's twenty and six or seven. My bad. I mean, technically, you were two and three last night for yeah, plus when's zero point two. was the last time I had a losing night? It had not done happen often in the last month. I don't know, Sean. Hope it's not tonight. I don't want to mush myself so. You, you, Whatever you say is fine. The puck stradoms is on Rangers, Canucks, Two Team Parlay. Let's ride, baby. All right. In the words of Deion Sanders, we're coming.
6: Yeah, com- I just hope a six pops with Colorado so I can fade the living daylights out of that team. All right. Yeah. Uh let's uh <laughs> let's keep it rolling here with uh Jared Smith. See that schedule? Woo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, it's the same schedule as coming, last. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Before we
2: get to this game, it, you don't know how tough the schedule is. Because last year if there was a schedule that had o- if, if there's a schedule that had Oklahoma, Texas, T C U and Kansas State, there's nobody Colorado that would have thought that TCU those. and Kansas State were the tougher of those but, four games. But
6: what I do know is Jared just said, Colorado would have lost all four of those and will lose all four of those if they played them this year. So it would have been three touchdown dogs. They'll be better. All. They'll be better, but I'm just saying. I'm hoping all that. Keep talking. I just love it. Just I'm just gonna yeah. sit here silent and hopefully we get a five and a half or six. So for out those there.
2: just tuning in, Jarrett's approach to the NFC Championship game is Eagles over their first half team total of eleven, and Eagles first half spread. I'm assuming that'll be somewhere around one, one and a half. I'll presume.
7: I would say the Eagles money line or spread. How honestly, however you want to fa- play the Eagles in the first half and for the full game, I think it. I think it's safe. I think the first half team total has value to me because of what they've done in the first half this year. And that is an incredibly correlated bet to Eagles spread for the game.
2: Here's what's interesting. It's just, it's very connected. Last two time, the two AFC participants, Kansas City and Cincinnati played, that would be this year regular season, last year in the AFC championship game, Bengals won by exactly identical scores, 27-24. 51 total points in both of those games. In the AFC Championship game, it was 21-10 Kansas City at the half, 31 total points in the first half. In this one, the regular season, it was 24 total points. I think the score was 14-10. to Can I intrigue you, or what does this information – I'll just leave it organic. What does this information lead you to think about the first half of Sunday's game?
7: I think the Chiefs are going to cover the first half of Sunday. Um, and I think there's a couple reasons. First of all, this really is, this might be our last, our only chance to buy low on Patrick Mahomes at home in a playoff. I mean, it just, it might not happen again. Um, I'm sure at some point at the end of his career, it'll happen. But in this window that we're in right now, where he is the best quarterback in the league, the MVP of the league, this is Patrick Mahomes at home in a playoff game. And we're laying one and a half points. At one point we were catching two, two and a half points, depending on where he did your shopping. Um, And you could speak to this better than me. I've never been in this situation before. I don't know if this is to be true, but from what I've observed, this is what I can kind of glean. When the transcendent athlete, the MJs of the world, get hurt with a, for the most part, a minor injury. I know it's high ankle sprain's a big deal, but this isn't a debilitating ACL, UCL kind of injury where he's gonna be on the shelf for a long period of time they tend to focus on the things that they can't control which is the game plan the eyes the arm the brain all of those things elevate because the ankle is a little bit weak and that's where i I put Mahomes in that category i mean this has the vibe of the jordan flu game where everyone thinks he's just gonna stink and he goes out there and he he puts on a, a a a show and i think the rest of the team has to rally around him in order for this to happen And it is a team sport. Last time I checked, he's one of 11 on offense, one of 22 on defense and offense. And I think all of those things have to align in order for the the Chiefs to win this game. But we've seen them perform that way on the big stage before. And I think they're going to rally around their boys. And I think Lou Anarumo making adjustments throughout the game tells me that the first half might have a little more value. And I think that shot that he's going to get right before the game that could wear off in the second half tells me the first half might have slightly more value. So while I do think the Chiefs win the game, I think the first half Money line would be the bet I would make.
2: Here's what's interesting, and I I agree with the cream of the crop always rises. It doesn't matter what the situation. If they can play, they're going to play at a high level. This is the only game in the National Football League where the quarterback on the opposite sideline, I would not get rid of him for Patrick Mahomes. So that's the part of it, and that's how highly I think of Joe Burrow, and he's 100%. So even though Patrick Mahomes is 80, 85 is better than 25 of the other guys, this is the one guy, when he's 100%, I put them on the same level. So that's what's going to be the interesting part of this. It's not necessarily how good Patrick is, but the guy on the other side is just as good.
7: I agree. The offensive, And I know we talked about the offensive line last week. It had no impact on the game. I think a lot of that was the Bills' defensive line. And I think overall the Bills were just a little flat. They had been through a lot over the last month and they finally showed a little bit of that fatigue. This week, we're not talking about the Bengals' offensive line, but they're in the exact same position. They're without two of their best players. And I think the Chiefs' defensive line, especially with Chris Jones and Frank Clark, can put a lot more pressure in the face of Joe Burrow. Is that going to be the decider in this game? Probably not. It'll likely come down to Burrow, Mahomes, who has the ball last, who makes the play. But unlike last week, I think the Bengals' offensive line will be a bigger impact on the outcome of the game. Once Von Miller went out with the injury, I think the Bills' chances of winning the Super Bowl kind of went out the window with them. I don't consider the Chiefs in that realm. They still have a defensive line that when they do get pressure, they're grading out as one of the best defenses in the NFL. So that's going to be the task. Again, team game. Clark, Jones, and Proftis, and the linebackers, and you know they're going to need Snead, and they're going to need McDuffie. The entire package is going to have to play well because this Bengals offense and the defense they seem to have the Chiefs' number. But to be fair, all three of those wins for Cincinnati in the fourth quarter in all three games, the Chiefs had a 75% win probability. So could have gone either way. The Bengals won the first three. I think this game's going to be close, and I think Mahomes is the one that makes the play late to win it.
2: Be fascinating. I think the one wrinkle that got put into this entire equation that was unexpected if you've watched the Bengals this year is their effectiveness running the football – at Buffalo, if they bring that run game into Kansas City, man, it's going to be a long day for that Kansas City defense. But I went back and rewatched the regular season game, and this is with a healthy Collins and Kappa and Williams, and they were able to get penetration. The problem is Burrow is so good. He just moved yeah. around in the pocket, and he made throw after throw after throw. And Mahomes did the same thing, and it still was a three-point game. So I'm this is going to be one. I'm going to go get me some of that skinny pop. Because I'm watching my figure, because I want my cheekbone structure to be right for Super Bowl week, and I'm gonna sit back and watch what I think is gonna be a tremendous, tremendous contest.
7: The the market, like the Hunger Games for this market this week, was if and you're still gonna have a chance to do so. I have a Chiefs plus seven and a half teaser leg. I'm a little worried about the Niners, frankly. <laughs> um, but the other side of it, you're gonna get the Bengals probably up to seven and a half at one point. I think that's a pretty decent teaser leg if you can get the other side of it right. That's hard to do with only one other game on the board. But Chiefs plus seven and a half, Bengals plus seven and a half. You got both of those in your back pocket. You're probably feeling pretty good. I I, I agree. I do think this is going to be a close game that comes down to who has it last.
6: Yeah. No. I I uh, I tend to agree as well. I mean, you look at Burrow how he's been playing as an uh, just straight up against the spread, twenty and five in his last twenty five games, and then Patrick Mahomes as an underdog or a favorite of less than three is 17-6-1 ATS.
2: Let me just add this, because no one's talked about this. Is this the game where the Chiefs finally miss Tyreek Hill? Because they got a guy on the other sideline, Jamar Chase, is really darn good. Yeah. And they've been able to create explosive, but it's been Patrick Mahomes running around, pump faking, pirouetting, 360 though It hadn't been within <laughs> the confines of the scheme. If that ankle limits him... In some way from being that dynamic, maybe that's where this game kind of changes. The fact that this is when they miss having Tyreek Hill and his big play capability, at least from a scheme standpoint of what it made the other defense do.
7: Makes sense. So Chase's numbers against the the Chiefs are absurd. I'll give them to you really quick, and then I'll, I'll finalize it with one little prop nugget. Um, 29 targets, 25 catches, 4-17, four tutties in three games. I mean, that's a great season for some receivers. It's two great seasons for Kenny Galladay. Uh, <laughs> but I think on offense for Kansas City, keep an eye on Kadarius Toney. And if Miko Hardman played, that's a guy I think, you go watch that Cincinnati take from last year's AFC Championship game, he flashed, 44-yard catch, scored a touchdown as well on a little out route near the goal line. That's a guy I would put at the top of my touchdown list as well for the Chiefs. And, again, Andy Reid had an extra day to prepare. He knew going in, unlike last week, that Mahomes is going to be a little bit, you know, immobile. So, what do they draw up? Screens, draws, gizmos, gadgets. Are they going to run that stupid carousel? I, to be honest, I expect to see the top-shelf stuff from Andy <laughs> Reid this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? Honestly, they could put Kelsey in the backfield. I, You never know with Reid. He's got a back
6: idea. issue now, though. Ah, my back. Though. He's out. He's out. Nah, just kidding. Don't, don't take that for truth. Jared, always appreciate it, man. Good luck this weekend. Have a good one, guys. There he is. Jared Smith. Kenny White will join us next.
5: This is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
6: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. <laughs> Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is V-SIN Prime primetime. <laughs> what are you laughing about over there? Somebody
2: just posted the actual halftime performance. I told you about of that. Of Creed with the Cowboys.
6: Yeah. <laughs> 2001. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah. Bettable or forgettable, Sean. We were, we're trying to... Uh, Keep the people up to date. Well, they got guys running around with their shirts off. <laughs>
2: Somebody's got 11 Cowboys jerseys with "Stap" on the back. I don't really know what's going on here. But we got an exceptional guest. We so do. let's go ahead and bring him on.
6: The one and only Kenny White at Vegas on Twitter. He joins us. joined us all throughout the college football season. And no more college football, but some college basketball. Maybe we could sneak in a little bit here. But let's talk some NFL playoffs, Kenny. We'll start. We'll go in chronological order. And we'll start with the NFC Championship. 3 o'clock Eastern kickoff with the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We've had a couple threes pop, but those have been scooped up rather quickly. Total sitting at 46 and a half, Kenny. So how are you planning on attacking the NFC Championship game?
5: Hey, well, it's great. Uh, Brock Purdy's got my man Sean
2: King in the news. I know. How about that? One of four, man, big dog. Hey, everybody's talking about you. Thursday night lights is never going to be the same, brother. I'm
5: telling you, I, I don't know how you're going to, I don't know how we're going to get your head through the door to oh. get you in the booth. So, man, oh man, that's so awesome. But you know what? I, I think Brock Purdy's he 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 has the offensive line. He's got the the specialty guys, the receivers, running backs, the defense. Uh, th- this team is built to win a championship. Uh, and Brock Purdy was just extremely lucky to fall into this situation. I think uh, he has been a game manager and uh, he's done a great job of it. And I think he can manage this game as well. I think it's going to be tight. I'm looking for that three. I haven't bet it yet, but I, I'm waiting and looking for threes. I think I'll get it. Um, I should be able to get it on Sunday. I don't think with any problem. I think there's going to be a lot of money on on Philadelphia in this game. So I did bet a little money line on Philadelphia early $1.40 because I have a ticket on the Niners at uh, plus 8.50. Uh, to win the nfc so i'm already on them but i am going to go in and take some take some plus three though
6: you know kenny i'm how do you normally go about business we know south point deals only at 11 to 10 so there's no juice sides uh if it goes to three at some shops here in town i know circa was at a juice three so you had a lay minus 120 with san francisco are you going to wait and hope that you get your normal minus 110 uh before you fire on san francisco
5: you know, I did a survey on, on on and off the three, probably about now it's almost 15, 17 years ago. And that the th- that half point was worth 45 cents either wow. way. I don't think it's worth as much now since they moved back the extra points. And we have we have more ex- missed extra points in the game. So uh, the three does not fall as often it does. At that point, it fell like 17, 18% of the time. I think it's like 15% of the time now. But I would still say it's worth about 35 cents, that half a point. So... Um, I would be willing to probably lay a dollar twenty to get the get the three here.
6: All right, so Kenny, waiting for the three, and I, I agree, Kenny. I mean, at least today we saw a couple of those three threes pop. Uh, Chris Andrews got the three. I mean, it's pretty much almost across the board, Kenny. Uh, juice threes. So I think you know, being patient, waiting, you're going to eventually get. Uh, that three on to the AFC championship game, Kenny. And this uh, this line has been incredible just to watch the roller coaster all over the place. On Sunday, there were some shops that I saw open Kansas City minus three. That quickly goes to Cincinnati, gets as high as two and a half. I think there might even have been a three out there. I never saw it, but I think there was a three. And now here we go back to Kansas City minus one and a half total sitting at 48. Uh, what do your numbers say about Sunday in Kansas City?
5: Well, obviously, with with Patrick Mahomes' ankle, we're not sure what Patrick Mahomes we're going to get. Uh, is he going to have the mobility to get outside the pocket to make plays? If he's not able to, that's that. At least I've got to take three points off my number. With 100%, Patrick Mahomes, I'm making Kansas City four and a half in this game and a total of 54. But I don't think he's 100%. And and again, I I would have to take almost three points off for. Not knowing that, because if he can't get outside, can't run, uh, that's a big part of his game. It's going to be a big part of their game. Now, Cincinnati, with uh, their two offensive linemen out, um, they were able to disguise that last week in the snow. Um, slippery field, uh, you get that pass rusher you know, off off stride just a step, maybe slips, um, and, and Burrow got rid of the football a lot quicker. I think that's going to come up in this game. The offensive line for Cincinnati will be a factor in this game against Kansas City. The Chris Jones should have a big game for the Chiefs. So that's that's big. So what I've done with this so far, I've got the Chiefs, uh, I have them at plus 450 to win the AFC. I did bet Cincinnati early in the week thinking Mahomes may not play. I also bet the game under 47 and a half early in the week big because I didn't think Patrick Mahomes was gonna play. Everyone talking about a high ankle sprain saying you can come back in the same day in the same game when it happens but you're not playing the next week. And it's going to be so sore on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He's not going to be able to practice. Guy walks off the podium down two steps and out the door with not a limp, and he's in practice. I'm very impressed. So I had to get off the over. Um, I bet the Chiefs back at pick to get off that. Uh, And then I bet over 46 and a half and over 47 once it was down. Um, I think I pushed the market when I came in with the first big bet on Monday. I pushed the market down. So I was able to buy myself a half a point on that total. But again. This is a tough game with, with not knowing Mahomes how healthy he really is.
2: You know, it's interesting because Chris Jones is their only prominent pass rusher, 15 and a half sacks. But I don't think he's ever gotten a postseason sack. Uh, if uh, was it Todd Lebo, the uh, guy that covers Kansas City mentioned earlier. And Frank Clark's kind of been a disappointment. I know Carl Loftus, five and a half sacks in the last seven games. He's starting to play better, but. If they can't get pressure with that front four, can you risk trying to blitz Burrow the way he's playing right now with all the weapons they have on the edges? That's a great question. Now, uh, if,
5: if you're going to uh, leave guys open to try to get to him, he's got such a quick release, um, Cincinnati's going to benefit. I don't know what the numbers are. I know they're out there for how he does against the blitz. But I, I think Kansas City will get pressure, Sean, just the, the fact without Kappa in the, in the lineup um, and, and their left tackle. It's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little easier. Again, I think they really were able to camouflage that in the snow last week. I don't think they'll be able to do it. I think Kansas City's front four will get some pressure on Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow's going to make plays. I went over in his passing yards because I think they'll be behind, but I also think he has a big day. He's got three great wide receivers. So I I, I think they put up points. I, I think the game ends up, you know, almost identical score as the the regular season, a 27-24 football game.
6: You know, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes and with the uncertainty, how do you go about it? Because I'm looking at, uh, you know, his passing yards. And I've heard a number of people talk about, you know, you might be getting Patrick Mahomes on a, on a little bit of a discount in his prop market, and you think back to when he played with an ankle sprain—I think it was 2019—threw for over 400 yards. So the mobility might be there. Granted, Tyreek Hill was on that team when he threw for that. Uh, but when you look at the prop market, you know Patrick Mahomes, Kenny. I'm not sure if this is something that you've looked at, but is Patrick Mahomes, you know, under 300 passing yards something uh, that could be of interest to you? Well,
5: he's at 285 and a half, and his season median was. Uh... Three twenty three. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting a big discount. But I, I don't like to go over. I'm I'm looking for her to go under right. in, in as many props as I possibly can. So um I, I'm passing on that. I can't I can't go over knowing the guy may not be hundred percent if he re injures that ankle during the game. Uh we're gonna see Chad Henney, and that's gonna take away from passing yards.
6: Talking once again to Kenny White at KYD Vegas on Twitter. All right Kenny, you're a big college hoop guy. It's hard because the numbers are just filing in right now for Saturday. Um, but overall, is there any team you've been looking to what is that? Texas Moneyline. <laughs> okay. Uh is there is there any team Kenny that you've been looking to fade or follow and uh can we can correlate that maybe into Saturday?
5: Yeah, I've been fading uh, UAB without uh Jordan Walker, Jordan Jelly Walker, yep. um, out of the lineup, one of the best players in the country. So um, I've been fading UAB. I'm not sure if he's playing tomorrow. If I'm UAB, I'm not playing him because this team's only chance now at an NCAA tournament bid is going to be win- to win the conference tournament. So they, they have to make sure that uh, Walker's 100% healthy. Uh, Sanford got one of their best players back. Um, so watch them. There'll be some money on Sanford against Woofer tomorrow um, on the road. Um, that's a good Samford team, really good basketball coach, uh, Bucky McMillan. So those are two. Okay. Michigan State got Hall back. Malik Hall came back. Uh, Michigan missed uh, one of their best players. Yeah. Uh, Jed Howard didn't play last night, so maybe uh, I'll watch that injury if he doesn't play. You know that's at least a two-point drop-off for Michigan tomorrow. Um, you, tell, you, total, t- I, you tell your like, guys.
2: You tell your guys. Sanford practice overtime. I had Sanford the other day. <laughs> they went to overtime and lost by seven.
6: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding.
5: Kenny. I like Youngstown State over tonight. Six o'clock tip-off. There, there you go. go. One fifty-two. Youngstown loves to run.
6: Youngstown yeah. State over tonight, Kenny. We appreciate it. There Great he is, stuff, Kenny, Kenny White. Thanks, guys.
1: This is VSEN Prime
5: Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
6: BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits. Like free bets, it's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards is sports betting's premiere loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Just sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN prime time. Sean is on the Rangers' Canucks money line parlay tonight. Rangers just took a 2-0 lead. There we go. Uh, At Madison Square Garden against the Golden Knights. Good start. I like it. And uh, then you've got... Especially considering I didn't know Shesterkin was not going to be in goal. (laughs) It's the only thing about hockey. You know, you just don't ever know. By the way, Kenny was just on with us, Kenny White. And he likes over... I believe. Yeah, over in Youngstown State,
2: Oakland. So I already have Oakland plus 10. I was able to find it last night overnight. Um, I may go ahead and throw a unit down on Youngstown State over 151.5.
6: 152 is what's available here in town. But uh, that was uh, Kenny's suggestion for this evening. That game coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern. A uh, pretty loaded college basketball slate tomorrow, which we will get to Uh, In the next hour, Rob Doster from uh, the field of 68 uh, expected to stop by. We'll get his thoughts on some of the bigger games of the college basketball slate tomorrow. Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook director. He will join the program top of the hour. We'll get the latest on the action they've been seeing. Um, Kenny White, it's interesting. He's hoping for that three. And, you know, it's been a flood of Eagles money All week, maybe not to the extent of what the Bengals has been, but we had Carl Johnson on yesterday. He said 70 and 70, 70% tickets, 70% money on Philadelphia Eagles. And today we saw the South Point go to three, got scooped up in about 30 minutes. We saw Circa go to three. I think it lasted about an hour, maybe even less than that, Sean. So it certainly seems that's the resistance point. When you look at this game, and I know once again, You're pulling for your guy, Brock Purdy. But when you look at this game, what does San Francisco need to do to be successful? And would you look to grab the three, if the three, if slash when the three ultimately pops?
2: You know, this one is interesting for me because I think if you like the Eagles, you lay the points. If you like the Niners, you play money line. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, I think the Niners, if you like them, they're gonna win outright. And I think if you like the Eagles, and they're just going to be too much for this Brock Purdy offense in Philly, loud first like true road game for the Rook in the playoffs. You know, I, I just that, thats the way I feel about the game. If you tease the Eagles, it sits as it sits at two and a half. What are you getting, plus four or plus three and a half? Six point teaser.
6: It'd be the three and a half. Plus three and a half. Once again, I would not advise that. I'm not saying you would. All I'm saying is... Man, you love your teasers nowadays. I'm the, trying
2: to the figure guy, out...
6: The guy who refused to use teasers, that's your thing. And now, you had... Last week, it was the unbeatable teaser. This week, I I like the uh, the Chiefs and Niners one. How about I play that and hit both of them? Let's play two separate ones. I I just... I, I wouldn't play the Eagles All in, right. in a teaser. but personally. I could conceivably... Yeah, he could hit both. Yeah, have a have a legit middle right there. It's true. Anything is possible. So if you would like to do that, I won't stop you. I just wouldn't do it. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste a number in a teaser. Personally. Well, I'm new to the teaser game. Well, no, I and mean, so look, that's why I asked. Well, so you play. You you drop the unbeatable word. No, I didn't. No, I didn't say unbeatable. I know. Well, no. last week you did. Yeah. And then once I once I laughed at you, I learned my lesson though. So you should look at the growth. So two weeks ago, the maturity the So two weeks ago, I told you, the evolution. Don't tease the bills down to six and a half. You did it anyway. I got carried away. You did it and anyways. And you know what?
2: I remember, I remembered you said that after I hit wager, because I mean I already had my big bets in. So you know me, I like to do like a Christmas tree bet every week. <laughs> you know, where I just yell YOLO. You don't put much on it, you know. But
6: oh man. What I deal with, what I deal
2: with. I mean, if when you plan your day, like when there's a a, a, a plethora of games, when there's a lot of, of 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 product to be consumed, like sometimes I'll just sit there and say, okay, I'm gonna take twenty bucks, you know, forty bucks, you know, if we had a good weekend, hundred bucks, and I'm gonna do like a, a side total from every game on the slate, and you know, see so see if it pops. I mean, we got all our single solo bets already in, so why not? Have a little fun. Live a little. All right. Let's look at. You know how many of those we hit? Huh? You know how many of those we hit? Probably none. Zero. Yeah. But it was fun, though. Couple we got to the 4 o'clock games.
6: (laughs) It's like betting the Reds to win the NL Central. Uh, Oh, it was fun for a couple weeks. Uh, I want to look at a couple of uh, of these props. Stop talking about my Reds in a negative light, too. No, your Reds. Yep. Yeah. That's my team. Sixty-two and one hundred. Second Reds. to my Rays. Um, most passing yards this weekend. You've got Patrick Mahomes as the favorite at DraftKings plus one sixty. Joe Burrow two to one. Jalen Hurts plus three fifty, and then Brock Purdy sitting there at seven to one. I don't know, man.
2: We move on? (laughs) You know, I'll say this. Whoever you think is losing Chiefs Bengals, that's the quarterback you play. Because that quarterback's going to be behind. Mm -hmm. I don't see any scenario where Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy throw for over 250. I just don't see any scenario where that happens. But I do think that Mahomes and Burrow. Are both probably gonna go
6: over two fifty. So I want to go just back to the NFC championship game. So we've got a total sitting there at 46 and a half. Okay. And we'll we'll talk to Chris Andrews, see what you know they've been doing movement wise. It looks like they've actually got some over money, which this is such a joke. Which surprises me. But you look at San Francisco nineteen to twelve win last week. They are not an up tempo type of team, right. Eagles, as we talked to Jared and Jared's favorite bet of the weekend was over team total first half, Eagles first half as well. Do you see this being an over type of game? I'm a bit surprised in it that the over has gone up because I actually like the under a little bit here. In this eagles niners game knowing the way that these two teams ultimately want to play this game most specifically san francisco Mm -hmm. san francisco wants to keep this slow methodical they don't want brock purdy to make any mistakes type of situation and then we look at that defense elite run defense and you know they they can they cause dak to make some mistakes so the total of 46 and a half interests me a little bit
2: i just think You have to have a really great grasp and feel for how you think the red zone situations are going to play out. To me, when you get to this point in the year, the total revolves around that thing and that thing only. Are team's able to score touchdowns in the red zone instead of kick field goals. Cowboy game, the answer was no. I mean, that turned into field goal or Rama, you know? At least on the Eagles side, <laughs> that was a resounding yes. I don't know that the Giants really got to the uh red zone outside of that one uh foray, but you know, that's what this comes down to. You know, those those three possessions, do you get twenty one points to the towards the total or do you get nine? All right. I don't have a strong field to answer your question. By yeah, the no. way, when I say this is ridiculous. What is,
6: what's the ridiculousness? I was
2: like, if if they're just going to do this with the first touchdowns, they should just do away with them. What's that? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, come on, man. This is such a random bet. There's nothing on first touchdown that should be under 10 to 1. That's incorrect. It's just so random. You you, you don't even know who's going to get the ball first. Then don't bet it if you're mad Absolutely.
6: about it. Then don't bet but it. But I like betting it. I know you
2: do. I do by the way I'm taking both tight ends in the Eagles and uh, Niners game I'm taking uh, Goddard and Kittles I think uh, Goddard is what uh, 10 to 1 11 to 1 Kittles is 12 and uh, I'm right with my guy Jamar Chase and if I can get 700 on Travis Kelsey I'm gonna take plus 700 because I do know Mahomes is gonna be looking for him I can guarantee you that I thought
6: 700 was too low. Uh, chase my mind. No, oh, yeah, that took a little, that took a while. <laughs> Chris Andrews will give us the latest from behind the counter on the AFC and NFC championship games. Stick around; it's VSN primetime.
4: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring
7: break
0: vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Omg, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool.